On this edition of the Pig Pen Podcast, the first ever edition of the Pig Pen Podcast, we're going to take a look at the Redskins quarterback situation and how they should address that this offseason, plus one position that the Redskins need to focus on this free agency. It's going to be a good time. Let's roll. This is the Pig Pen Podcast. I'm your host, Denton Day. Thanks for tuning in. Coming to you on the new Hogs Haven Podcast feed. Super excited to be uh, jumping on here, talking some Redskins for uh, this offseason and headed into the season. If this is your first time listening to the podcast feed, go ahead and subscribe uh, to hogshaven.com and over on Apple Podcasts. You can rate and review us there. We got a whole lot to talk about, kind of hitting the uh, the boring part of the offseason, but the Redskins have a quarterback dilemma that they need to solve. So we're going to tackle that today and one position that the Redskins need to key on this free agency. But before we get into all that, this is my first time on the Hogshaven podcast feed. So we got to do some sort of introduction. Personally, I didn't really like when we did this in school. So I'm going to keep this short and sweet. My name is Denton Day. You can follow me on Twitter at Denton underscore Day. A little bit about myself as a fan. I love the Redskins, but I'm fully aboard the hashtag fire Bruce Allen train. I love it there. It's a really great place. Hopefully one day it'll become a reality. Uh, I backed John Beck in the wonderful John Beck versus Rex Grossman quarterback battle that once came into fruition with this franchise. I also have a Robert Griffin III jersey that's hiding somewhere in my closet. I don't wear that anymore for obvious reasons. Uh, so that's just a little bit about me. We're going to kind of jump into this, uh, the, the podcast and the, um, the the quarterback talk. That's what you came here for. You saw it in the title. So we're going to talk about that. Um, so the rest of the quarterback situation is going to be a very, very interesting one. They have a lot of issues. And this is kind of a, a staple of the franchise almost. We thought we had this, this solution with Kirk Cousins. That didn't pan out. And then we made the trade for Alex Smith, which again – we thought was the solution, but I've seen pictures of Alex Smith. There was the rumor that he may never play football again. I can't really speak to that. I don't know the the severity and how his rehab is coming along. He knows that obviously much better than any of us do, but I've seen the pictures of him. He's walking with the help of a, of crutches, or he has the nice crutches that don't jam up in your armpit, so I'm sure he likes that a little bit, but he is walking. He does have a big cast on, though, and this isn't like a cast that you see in middle school where all of your friends go and sign it. This is like a major cast with just about every single pin and needle in the world sticking out of it, covered by like two metal circles that kind of hover outside of the uh, the cast. Think Darla from Finding Nemo, where she had the braces on her face. That He basically has two of those on his legs. So we are going to to kind of move forward and say that Alex Smith is 100% unless he has some sort of divine intervention that heals his leg he is 100% not going to play for the Redskins this year which leaves a big opening at the quarterback position and they need to address that quarterback is pretty important in this league we've seen that especially in these past playoffs you need a good quarterback so there are a couple options that the Redskins have none of them at least at this point, are great. So there are good options. None of them are great. We are not going to find an elite quarterback this offseason. The two, I guess, easiest options, we're going to call it, the two easiest options that the Redskins could kind of fall back on, you have Colt McCoy, who is also injured, and you have Josh Johnson. I kind of thought Josh Johnson was going to transition right from the Redskins and go into the AAF. I know he was drafted high in that draft there. I thought that's what he was going to do. I haven't watched all of the AAF, 
but I haven't also I also haven't heard Josh Johnson's name, so I'm assuming that he is not in the AAF. And Bruce Allen has stated that the Redskins are interested in keeping him along. Josh Johnson had a great run for us at the end of the season taking things into consideration that the Redskins had a very bad end of the season. He had a good run for us. He is obviously not the future of this organization. Colt McCoy, who is a very, very good backup, is probably not the future as well. He definitely stretched the field a lot better than Alex Smith did in the in the time that he did play, but he was a little turnover happy, made some bad throws, and also, we don't know how healthy he is. He also broke his leg, so we can't sit here and say that Colt McCoy is definitely going to be the quarterback of the future for the Redskins because he may not be available week one, but there are tons of other options. We're going to start from the very top because I know I didn't think this, but I know some people did think this. The Redskins should go after Joe Flacco. Well, that's not going to happen anymore. Flacco, uh, the Ravens, I should say, have agreed in principle to a trade to send Joe Flacco to Denver. So the Redskins miss out on the only elite quarterback available. You can't see me right now because this is a podcast, but I'm wiping tears away from my eyes. Tears of joy. I didn't want Joe Flacco. And odds are you probably didn't either. He had a great run in the Super Bowl or to the Super Bowl. That playoffs that he had really earned him that major contract and at the time the playoffs that he had those three to four games I forget how many they played that year I don't know if they had a buy or not but those three or four games that Joe Flacco played he was an elite quarterback then he got the contract then he got the McDonald's deal he was no longer an elite quarterback he lost his job to a rookie that could barely throw the ball I don't want Joe Flacco on the Redskins and now we don't have to deal with that one other guy that we're just going to kind of talk about real quick Get this out of the way, because I don't think this is going to become a reality, but that guy is Andy Dalton. Now, there are positives and negatives to Andy Dalton. The negative is, right now, the Redskins would have to trade for him, and he still has two years left on his six-year, $96 million contract. Yeah, the Bengals gave Andy Dalton a $96 million contract. Classic Cincinnati right there. Andy Dalton did have success under Jay Gruden. In fact, his best seasons as a pro came under the offensive mind of Jay Gruden, but I still don't think the Redskins are in the position where they need to trade for Andy Dalton. That would be a lateral move at best, maybe even a step back based on what they had, although the Redskins quarterback situation at the end of the year was a complete and utter mess. I just don't think Andy Dalton is the guy that we need right now. The Redskins need someone that's going to provide some sort of flair and really put butts in seats. The uh, The attendance numbers, if you haven't heard, they're awful. They have been absolutely awful. The Redskins don't need a guy like Andy Dalton to come be the face of the franchise because right now they don't really have one. Ryan Kerrigan could be the guy, but he's a pass rusher and an old, he's an aging pass rusher, we'll say. He's not exactly a typical face of a franchise. The Redskins need a face of a franchise quarterback. It's not going to be Andy Dalton, as fun as that would be for a media tirade, and that could produce some great podcasts and great rants on here. We don't need Andy Dalton. Next, we're going to we're going to shift in to some of the rookies here, the, the up and coming rookies, I should say. The big one that we're going to start with is Kyler Murray. He just announced that he is fully committing to the NFL. So he is going to play football. He's probably going to get drafted very high in the first round. Arizona has come out and said, "Josh Rosen is our guy. We are going to stick with him." That's cute. That's something they need to say, but it's also February. And that could change. There's a high chance that Kyler Murray could go number one to the Cardinals. But I've also seen a couple other mock drafts. And generally, I don't look too deep into mock drafts. I think they're kind of a sham. 
but I did look into some mock drafts. Pete Prisco of CBS Sports had him go had Kyler Murray going 15 to the Redskins. A very interesting choice. Murray was also the fourth quarterback picked in that mock draft. Not not the most realistic thing, I would say. I don't think Kyler Murray is going to be the fourth quarterback picked. I definitely don't think he's going outside of the top 10, but that's probably a good thing for the Redskins. Kyler Murray could be a very dynamic player in the NFL, but he flourishes under one offense, and that's an offense that's designed specifically for him. The Redskins aren't in a position where they can just uproot the entire offense and design it around Kyler Murray. They just have finally gotten some of the receivers on the right page. They can't rip this offense to shreds and design a new one specifically for Kyler Murray. He's a little small. I don't really think that's a, a, a big deal per se. We've seen a lot of small quarterbacks succeed, although he is smaller than just about all of those guys. But I just, he's not a guy that the Redskins need right now. We've done the whole, we're going to build an offense specifically for the quarterback with Robert Griffin III. It didn't work. I don't see why the Redskins need to go down that road again. So I don't think that the Redskins are going to draft Kyler Murray. I also just don't really think he's going to be available. Dwayne Haskins is another very, very interesting candidate coming out of the NFL draft. I think more than anything, though, with Dwayne Haskins, this is probably more of a shoe-in than Kyler Murray at this point. He is probably going to fall in either the lap of the Giants or the Jaguars if they don't draft Kyler Murray if he's still around. Dwayne Haskins is probably the most pro-ready uh, between Kyler Murray and him. Um, so I think that Dwayne Haskins won't be an option for the Redskins. It would be a fun option, but I don't think he's going to be an option uh, for the Redskins. So not something that we really need to uh, uh, to focus on there. Some of the other up-and-coming rookie quarterbacks, though, that we do need to look at. You got Daniel Jones, and you got Drew Locke. Personally, didn't really know a whole lot about Daniel Jones, but I was able to watch uh, some clips of him on YouTube. He very much reminds me of of Josh Allen, 6'5 build, athletic. He's a guy that can run. He can make some pretty good throws down the middle, but I was watching his highlights, and a lot of the deep balls that he threw Either the wide receiver was just silly wide open because of a breakdown in coverage or the defensive back tripped. There was about five throws in a Josh or excuse me, in a Daniel Jones highlight clip where the where the cornerbacks tripped. That I found very strange. And it also speaks to the uh, I guess the the skill level of the ACC cornerbacks if they didn't play for Clemson this year. I don't think he's a guy that the Redskins need to reach on in the first round. Could they grab him late? Could they trade back to get him? That could be. But if we're going at 15, I don't think he is the guy that the Redskins need to draft at 15. It seems like a bit of a reach. And I could say the same thing for Drew Locke, who was coined as the golden arm in his time at Missouri. That's another guy that the Redskins should probably trade back if they want to target. I don't see this draft as a super quarterback heavy in the first round which I think benefits the Redskins because there's other needs that they need to address. But quarterback is still very high on the need list. So I like Daniel Jones or Drew Locke. If they can get either one of those guys either late in the first round by trading back or in the, the second or third round, if either one of those guys drops that far, I think the Redskins are in a pretty good position with either one of those two. They're kind of a bit of passion projects, but at this point, the Redskins kind of have the time for passion projects. Now, there's a couple other free agents, specifically Teddy Bridgewater and the possibility of Nick Foles. 
to me, I will come out and say this. Teddy Bridgewater seems like the perfect guy for the Redskins to target this offseason. He's a veteran. He's coming back off of an injury, so he has something to prove. But he's also coming back off of an injury, which means he's going to be cheap. The Redskins are already paying for Alex Smith. We don't need to drop large amounts of money on another quarterback because we still have a couple years of that Smith contract left to deal with. Teddy Bridgewater got signed by the Jets this offseason, eventually got traded to be the backup of Drew Brees. He had the great uh, the moped, I think is what they called it, the moped dance. He's going to find a new home because it's obvious that Drew Brees isn't going anywhere quite yet. This would be a good guy for the Redskins to take a chance on. It's not going to be costly. The wallet is going to survive and just see what happens. At this point, all of these guys are kind of a see what happens scenario. Take the chance on Teddy Bridgewater and see what happens. Nick Foles is another guy. He is going to be much more expensive than Teddy Bridgewater. He is kind of like the prize. He is the grand prize of this quarterback class in the free agency. He's going to be expensive. The Eagles have thought about tagging him so they can trade him. I would be damn sure that the Eagles are not going to trade Nick Foles to the Redskins. Oh, they did have some success with the Donovan McNabb trade. If the Eagles get any sort of idea that the Redskins might be interested in Nick Foles, I would be willing to bet that they're going to do something about it to at, least, to at least make it a lot more difficult for the Redskins to act on that. So I don't see Nick Foles lining up under center in the burgundy and gold this year. Colin Kaepernick, no, it's not going to happen. I just had to throw that in there so no one comes up and says, well, you didn't mention Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick is not going to sign with the Washington Redskins. They made that abundantly clear last year, so let's just kill that now. It's not happening. And then Ryan Tannehill is the final guy. There's a possibility that he does get cut by Miami. Miami could be looking to move on. They got a new coach. They could move in a new direction. He would be another guy to look at. I don't think he's going to be that expensive. He's going to be cheaper, most likely, than Nick Foles, a little bit more expensive than Teddy Bridgewater, but he is a guy that could come into Jay Gruden's offense and fit right in and make some big throws down the field and stretch the offense out a little bit because that's kind of what the Redskins need. But if I had to bet, I would say that Teddy Bridgewater is probably going to be the guy that the Redskins give the most attention to in the quarterback market this offseason or Daniel Jones or Drew Locke in the NFL draft. Those seem to be the top three most logical spots, along with Colt McCoy, who we still don't know the the health and the, um, the timetable of his return for, so we got to keep that in mind. But I think that those three guys, I guess four guys with Colt McCoy, those four guys seem like the most logical option for the Redskins to go at quarterback. At this point, I don't – you can't tank in football, right? You can't tank. It's too violent of a sport. You can't really tank in football – but after seeing some of the stuff that we saw in the college football playoff from Trevor Lawrence, I don't know if the Redskins need to find their guy, their franchise quarterback, this offseason or next offseason. Wait until Trevor Lawrence comes out, and then we can see if he lives up to what we saw this past year for the next two years, which is going to be very difficult to do. But if he does, the Redskins need to make a play at him because that guy is legit. And the Redskins need a franchise quarterback. Trevor Lawrence could be that franchise quarterback. He's just not coming now, so the Redskins will have to wait. But I'm liking Teddy Bridgewater, Daniel Jones, or Drew Locke to possibly take the Redskins' starting quarterback position by week one. 
Okay, so we're going to transition a little bit into free agency. So we talked about the quarterback position, and this is where I'm going to pose a question to the audience, and I want to hear from you. Let me know on the Hogshaven uh, feed if you're listening on hogshaven.com or let me know on Twitter at Denton underscore day. And then, of course, follow Hogshaven at Hogshaven. And let me know the answer to this question, which is what is the one position that the Redskins need to fill this free agency? There are a lot of holes on this team, not any gaping holes with the exception of quarterback. Uh, So what position other than the quarterback position do the Redskins need to focus on this offseason? The first one that jumps out is the pass rushers. I'm a defensive minded guy, and I don't think that you can have enough pass rushers. You never can. You can always have more guys getting pressure on the quarterback. And this year's class of pass rushers is massive. One of the best classes in this position that we've seen in a very, very long time. And we've seen in the past Super Bowls that you need a good pass rusher to make a big difference on the game's biggest stage. So guys like Demarcus Lawrence, Jadavion Clowney, Trey Flowers, D. Ford, Frank Clark, Ezekiel Ansa, and Brandon Graham are going to get a lot of attention. Now, as Redskins fans, we are very much aware that the Redskins have swung and missed hard on pass rushers. specifically. Albert Hainsworth. It was a complete and utter disaster. Jason Taylor also wasn't great either, but he wasn't as bad as Albert Hainsworth. The Redskins have swung and missed, though, in the past. So we got to be very careful with how we handle these pass rushers that are available. I think it would be safe to say Demarcus Lawrence is a no. It would be great to steal him from the Dallas Cowboys, where he can play his former team twice a year, but the price tag for DeMarcus Lawrence is going to be so high that even Jerry Jones is probably not going to sign it. Someone is going to pay a lot of money for the services of DeMarcus Lawrence, and it's not going to be the Redskins. Jadavion Clowney is probably going to find himself in a similar boat, maybe not as high of a price tag because he hasn't exactly proven himself. Almost, I mean, I don't think he's necessarily lived up to the hype of the number one overall pick. He's certainly a good player. Don't take that the wrong way, but he's not He's not the best guy in this class by any means. He's going to get paid, but it's not going to be by the Redskins. The guy that I think the Redskins in this pass rusher class that the Redskins need to at least send some sort of love in the direction of is Brandon Graham. You're taking a guy from the Philadelphia Eagles. So you're taking a guy from your division rival who's going to now play them twice a year. You're taking one of their assets and you're using it for yourself. But they have to do this very strategically. They can't wait till the first or second week of free agency to start flirting with Brandon Graham. By that point, one to two to three to four dominoes will have already fallen in this pass rushing class and the price tag is going to be massive. In any other year, Brandon Graham would probably be the first or second best available guy to rush the passer in a free agency market. But because this season is so stacked, this is the perfect time for the Redskins to jump the gun a little bit and get Brandon Graham at a good price. Because they're not going to get DeMarcus Lawrence, and Brandon Graham, thankfully, isn't really going to demand DeMarcus Lawrence money, but the Redskins need to take advantage of that. Now, I say all of that to say that the pass rushers, while I love them, and while I think you can't have enough, that's not the the one position that I think the Redskins need to focus on. They need to focus on the secondary. It looked like for a little bit that the Redskins had a good secondary this year, and then it all fell apart. They cut DJ Swearinger, who at one point was having an all-pro caliber season. 
Josh Norman has kind of become a bit of a disaster as of late. I don't think that the Redskins are going to keep him much longer. He could be gone this offseason. I, I don't really know. But he's not going to be here for much longer. They need to address the secondary. Quentin Dunbar was fantastic, but he was hurt. They need to get him a partner in crime. Fabian Moreau showed some spots where you're like, wow, this guy could be really, really good. And then he also showed some spots where, wow, what the hell is Fabian Moreau doing? So one guy that I think they could steal for a really good price is Bradley Robley. He could be a great compliment to Quentin Dunbar. He had a couple good seasons in Denver. His price tag isn't going to be huge. There's no elite cornerbacks in this year's draft or in this year's free agency market, which also means there's no elite cornerback price tags in this year's free agency market. So the Redskins might be able to get Bradley Roby for a steal. CJ Mosley is also available, and I think he could be just a hell of a player for the Redskins. They had a little bit of middle linebacker issues with the whole Zach Brown situation. Still don't really know what happened there and why they decided to bench one of the guys that I thought was the best defensive player that they had on the team. And then Mason Foster had the whole text and Instagram situation. And uh, I don't, I don't really know how much longer he wants to be here. Still a great player. Still would love to have him. But I mean, CJ Mosley is truly a great inside linebacker a brilliant inside linebacker. He can play fast as well. So that's a guy that the Redskins could target. But let me know on Twitter at Denton underscore day or in the comments down below on hoghaven.com. What is the one position that the Redskins need to hit and need to hit hard this free agency period? I want to hear from you guys. Let me know at Denton underscore day. And that's going to wrap it up for the first ever edition of of the Pigpen Podcast. We talked about the quarterbacks. We talked about the free agency class. Let me know your thoughts at Den underscore day on Twitter, and I'll see you guys next time.